What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Monkey Mind Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Danny Perez, along with Anthony Florentino. Today's episode, episode 27, is featuring one of my really good buddies and former college teammate, Jacob smith Trip. This was a fun one to record, but before we get into that, have you gotten your order of your Daily Dose CBD from our friends over at DailyDoseCBDInc.com? If you haven't, then you should. They've got an unreal product that we know you're going to love, and lucky for you, you get 10% off all orders by using promo code MONKEYMIND at checkout. That's DailyDoseCBDInc.com, promo code MONKEYMIND for 10% off all orders. Let's go. my video off <laughs> for all minutes because all the zoom meetings i'm on for class what's up bro how you doing i'm good how are you I'm good you can talk to fish now oh yeah <laughs> this kid float fucking apparently you? stuck his head underwater while they were fishing and started screaming at the fish <laughs> dude it worked man <laughs> It worked. I'm telling you, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever tried. So we're right right uh, down by the river by four, where I live now. And I haven't been catching shit. And I'm like, all right, what the fuck can I do here? So I stick my head in the water and I go, eat the fucking Sanko. Next cast, I fucking hooked one. <laughs> How incredible is that? That's fun. All right. Welcome on, Jacob. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Thank you, boys. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, yeah, start off with an intro about, you know, where you grew up. I think you're our first European on the podcast. Yeah, where Ooh. you grew up, your hockey career, um, where you're at now, everything, yeah. All right, so uh, started playing when I was three. Actually, kind of a funny story, my uh, – my dad got me a six-piece puzzle of animals playing hockey. And I had no idea what it was. It's not like hockey is very popular back home. And uh, I, was, I put it together, mastermind, obviously. And, uh, <laughs> and I told my dad, I was like, uh, yeah, that's what I want to do. And he was like, what is this three-year-old kid saying? Like, what? <laughs> and I kept begging him for a year. I was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. And he, and he finally looked, uh, looked into it, and he – found out that there was something called U6 and he thought that you had to be six years old and he came back to me and he was like uh yeah you can't play till you're six and I was like all right and I kind of left it and then he was at a Christmas party with his company or whatever and randomly sat next to a lady and her two kids played and they started talking about it and she told him that it meant under six so he came home and um told me and I got on skates um at yeah three years old then I played back home in Denmark till I was 14 or 15, I'd say. And then uh, I had a gap year in school and I didn't know what to do. So I was going to either just play at home or I wanted to go to the U.S. and try it out just for a year. So I ended up going to South Kent where Flo went and um, I ended up liking it a lot. Came back the next year. Um, 
committed to Maine, where I am now. And then after South Kent, played a year uh, for the Junior Bruins. And then I went out to the Midwest and uh, played at Juniors in the USHL in the Nall, and then USHL again. And then now I'm here, Junior at the University of Maine. Who would you uh, play for in the USHL? I played for the Dubuque Fighting Saints. was horrible. Got traded on my birthday to <laughs> the Cooler Region Chill uh, in the North American Hockey League. Um, and then the next year, I got picked up in the draft by Fargo Force and played there for a year. And what happened at Fargo? I won a uh, Clark Cup <laughs> championship. <laughs> yeah, you did. We won. We won. Is Jack Adams on that team? No, I came. Uh, I came the year after him. Okay, that's awesome. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, we've talked quite a bit. Um, we were pretty close, very close. My freshman year, or your freshman year, my senior year, um, hung out all the time, and um, even after I left, we still spoke quite a bit, and um, even recently too. I mean, what were some of the things? I know last year was a particularly tough year from what you said um just kind of talk about some of the I guess stuff that you kind of felt and um last year's experience for you yeah um it 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 was kind of weird how it started because I'd never been really homesick or depressed or anything like that when I've been over here um and uh thanks to you you're a great part of that for bringing me in my freshman year but then last year I came back and I just felt different. I don't know what it was. Um, I couldn't really figure it out. I just knew, like, I wasn't really happy, Schmitty. Um, so, and then we we went to Quinnipiac one weekend. That's kind of when it boiled over. Um, and for morning skate, I was one or two minutes late on the ice for morning skate, and I got scratched that night. And I was like, all right, fuck. <laughs> what the fuck is going on um but i guess that's fair enough because we have a, a rule you're on time so there's nothing there but i was late and i got scratched and um you know doc wally so doc wally was there that weekend and uh red wanted me to talk to him so we walked around the rink 10 or 12 laps and we were just talking about all the shit that was going on in my life my dad was kind of struggling a little bit at the time um and yeah, it just, it was, it was, he, it was weird because it was kind of a small depression, but then I thought it was hockey related. And then the next night I went out and I scored two goals. And I remember on the way home on the bus, like, I didn't feel any different. You know what I mean? Usually you score two goals. You're like, oh, fuck, you're all happy and whatever. I was sitting on the bus and I was like, okay, if that didn't do the trick, like, what the fuck is going on here? Um... So I went back to school and I didn't even know about this, but um, I started getting in touch with uh, one of the counselors at school. Uh, the coaching staff helped me set that up. Um, so yeah, I started to talk, start talking to her. Very nice lady for, I think half a year, something like that. And like, it was just so nice for me to just let all this shit out without having like it had no consequences. She didn't know me. I didn't know her. She didn't know anything about my life or what I went through or whatever. Obviously she started to get to know me, but it was just nice to talk to someone that 
um, that didn't really, she was just trying to help you, you know what I mean? Like she wasn't judging you at all. So um, that's kind of where I got my help. And then Doc Wally was also a part of it. So um, it's pretty amazing the people that we have here that are able to help us when, when stuff like that happens. Yeah, dude, um, 100% agree. I mean, it's kind of funny that point you made about, um, you know, being able to let everything out to that lady um, and how you felt so comfortable because of the fact that she didn't know you and you didn't know her. But, you know, I think therapy for a lot of people can go one of two ways. It can have a really positive experience like you did. But a lot of people find it difficult to open up because of that. They're like, I don't know this lady. She doesn't know me. Why am I going to open up to her? But yeah. I think it's you just brought up a great point that's all about like your perspective shift, you know? Yeah. Like your perspective was she doesn't own me. I don't know her. Like I can just completely open up and let her know like what's completely going on. Like you said, let all this shit out and how amazing that was for you. You know, I'm happy that that was a positive experience. Yeah. That was kind of how I felt like there's no negative effects from it. Like the only thing either it doesn't work for me and that would have been fine, I guess. Like I would have figured out another way to, to deal with it, but just to have a, a person like that on campus that you can just make an appointment with. And for me, it was so easy because it was, it was an older lady, so like it's not like I'm sitting there with some lady that, you know, what do I know as a younger lady looking good? All these, it was just like a, a regular person, and it was just so easy for me to talk to her. And it was an older lady too. I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but like she just seemed like pretty wise. So like it just made me even more comfortable talking to her. And the funny part was, like, I didn't really talk to her much about hockey because, like, she pretty quickly figured out that it wasn't really hockey-related. Like, it had a part in it because I maybe wasn't doing as well as I wanted to on the ice. But, like, the problem was really, like, off the ice how I was doing. So. Yeah. And then, like you said about Doc Wally, too, as he's an unbelievable resource, too. I think um, he's another guy that I feel like a lot of guys are pretty – um, have like that same sort of feeling, you know, a lot of guys are, you know, hesitant to open up to him for whatever reason. Um, maybe they just don't feel comfortable because they don't know him that well, but you know, the fact that you use him as a resource and you know, I use him as a resource and so did flow. We all found, you know, incredibly positive benefits. So um, yeah, it's, it's like you said, we're pretty fortunate to have had those resources and have had people that, you know, we could be comfortable and open up with, but yeah, I mean, talk about like the liberating feeling that you got, after that too i mean just kind of being able to let that all out instead of having it kind of bottle you in you know you feel so heavy when you keep that stuff in you yeah um that was kind of like the the turning point for me when talking to her because like i'll be sitting in my room and like i would just be depressed like i didn't want to do anything i have four roommates and i didn't want to go to the living room to hang out with them i just wanted to be in my room do nothing um and then started talking to her like it just like it opened me up just to to so someone knew how I was feeling and then I don't know why or how it works but like then outside of the room with her I was able to open up way more and just like be myself like be as I say happy schmitty like hang out with my friends be positive at the rink all that stuff that comes with it sure yeah that's oh going back to uh what daniel was saying just about 
um, or what you said about how it was just easy to open up to her. Like I've never been one to necessarily seek the talking to someone or whatnot, but I, I tried it once at Providence and the guy I was talking to was this like older guy who I just, I was so angry at the time that I was like, all right, I'm talking to a guy that's probably never played a sport in his life. And it's just not working for me. But then I go back to Doc Wally. Doc Wally has some sort of superpower because he's the easiest guy to talk to. He gets, he got me to open up to him about things I'd even tell my buddies, like within a week of knowing him. And um, I wish I had like a, a therapist that was Doc Wally in that, not, him exactly but like in that aspect of where I feel comfortable which is really cool to hear you find someone that you felt comfortable talking to and actually kind of um, used as an outlet so that's cool to hear because I mean for me and some other people that I've talked to um, you know seeking that as a um, outlet hasn't worked but um, for you to be able to find that is is cool, but did you know about the counseling center before everything happened, or did it come up? No idea. As, That's the same thing. Because go ahead. Do you think that should somehow be addressed earlier rather than later? I think it would probably be very beneficial if that was a known thing. Because like my whole freshman year, I had no idea that was even a thing. And then I get to her and I found out that she's talking to basketball players, field hockey players, even my teammates. And I had no idea it even existed. And I've been walking around for what I know, like, cause over the summer it doesn't really bother me that much cause I'm at home with my family and all these things. But sometimes when I come to the U S and it's a different environment then it boils up again, but I had no idea that, she was even there. So I think it would be very beneficial if, if it was more well, cause it means definitely not, obviously you talked about your guy at Providence, but it's, there's definitely counselors at probably every school in the U S and like a lot of people have problems, whether they're athletes or not. And I don't know if people really know about it. And I think that would be very beneficial to a lot of people if they just knew and took the chance. And that's yeah. another thing, like, um, what was I gonna say? Oh, I'll get back to it when I, when I think about it. Take the chance on something. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I forget now, wow. <laughs> no, but Sorry. that's funny though, cause like, <clears throat> I think a lot more people see therapists and um, kind of seek that counseling than, than you think, which is one thing, but too, like, even like you said, making it known, I mean, my junior and senior year, or maybe it was my senior year, I saw a therapist in the, in the counseling center and I had no clue that that's what the counseling center was. And it's in the center of campus. Yeah. <laughs> like you walk by it every single day. <laughs> it's it's on the way to the rink <laughs> you're walking by it on like go to different like near all the classes right by like what is it uh dpc's kind of in that area all the dorms are there the gyms by there like 
It's in the center well just, of everything. <laughs> Might as well just put it next to the fucking dining hall. <laughs> it literally was next to Wells dining hall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like legit. And I had no clue it was there until my senior year when I like I, I don't even know if it was somebody at school, like my parents were like, see if your school's a counseling center. Like and I just like, yeah, I don't even know if that, that exists, but I checked and it was right in the middle of the campus. So <laughs> Yeah, it's just like that's got to be more known, man. Like that really does, because it's a, it's a, it's a incredible resource that people could try. Like, you know, I don't know. It's just uh, but I don't know. It's just something that's not really, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm talk about before I lose it. Yeah, what I was gonna ahead. say before. Um, for me, also, like, it, it was the same thing with Doc Wally, like. For me, like, I needed a little bit of a push to, like, to do it. So, like, I, I've i obviously, since I've been a freshman, like, I've known Doc while he was there. And, like, I've been on and off with him. And then this year, um, some of the coaches, like, Schmitty, you got to talk to him, man. And, like, giving me, like, reasons why and stuff like that. And, like, pushing me a little bit. And then one day I was like, all right, fuck it, like, I'm going to hang on after our Zoom session with him and I'm going to talk to him. And I've been talking to him for a month straight and it's incredible. Like the, the tools he give me to like work on my mind on the ice and like be in the positive mind zone instead of the negative and like how to get out of it and all these things. And it was the same with the counseling. Like it needed to get to a point, I guess, where like other people saw it, where they're like, you should, you should try and do that. And I think if I could do it over again, like I would just seek that help myself. Like it's incredible that, that other people obviously help you out with it, but like, it just took a while for me to like, be like, all right, I need this. Like I am going to go now. Like it's too far now. Yeah. I mean, Is there uh, anything? Go, ahead. go ahead. Danny. No, I was going to start a new topic, but go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to ask you, um, not to put you on the spot, but the tools that Doc Wally gave you, um, you know, for getting your mind in the right spot and the things that helped you. Do you remember um, off the top of your head some of the stuff yeah, that he told you that, that, that you some, use? You know that was me my question. Now, Danny. <laughs> oh, and, um, like, I'm a pretty intense guy uh, on the ice, and, like, I demand a lot from myself and my teammates. And, like, sometimes that just boils over in my head. And, like, I get mad um, and, like, stuff like that. That's what I've been working on, just, like, being being calm and composed. And some of the th- one thing that's really helped me out is he tells me to tell myself to stay in the moment. So, like, when I feel that I'm going to a negative mind where I'm like, oh, fuck this, or I want to just give my stick a little whack or whatever it may be, I'm just, like, stay in the moment, stay in the moment, stay in the moment. And then... I stay in the moment. I tell myself that until I go to the next drill. And then when I go to the next drill, I don't even fucking remember what I was mad about. You know what I mean? Like just trying to force my mind to get in that positive mind where it just, it's obviously better to be in the positive mind where you just, you just go, you just react. There's no, no one telling you in your head that, oh fuck, you missed that chance before all that bullshit. So like, that's been really helpful. And then, Actually, yesterday I talked to him, and uh, it's a thing I'm going to start using, but um, he told me to uh, 
um, before you get on the ice, say three things that you're thankful for or like thankful for the opportunity that you're in. So like you might be going out, look at the practice sheet and see it's a shit practice, but like bigger picture, like I'm thankful because I'm here. I'm thankful for the opportunity and like, and like use that on the ice as well. So like when you're going to that negative mind, you remind yourself like why you're here, like the purpose, all that stuff. And then when you think about those things, it automatically triggers positivity and you get out of that negative mind because you can't be both thinking about things you're happy about and mad about at the same time. So the things you're happy about is going to overrule and make you go to that positive mind. Yeah, that's great. I mean, um, we talked about on other episodes too, like just saying three things you're grateful for, writing them down. Um, it's such a, a great um, activity, I guess, to do to, like you said, switch your mindset and kind of help you stay present and understand why you're exactly. doing what you're doing. Yeah. Exactly. It's, that's, that's the biggest thing for me, just staying present. It's helped me so much. Stay in the moment, stay in the moment, stay in the moment. Yeah. No, and it's hard. Um, it's hard, I think, with college athletics too, because there's such an emphasis on, you know, the opponent, the upcoming games, and then, you know, the team success and then personal success and, you know, where you want to be in, in your hockey career and a lot of external factors to at school or family, whatever it may be. Um, but just something so simple as saying three things you're grateful for, remembering them and um, staying pre- helps you stay present and kind of realize, like, okay, like, I can get this one thing at a time. And then like, you, you know, you did it and you completely forgot what you were even mad about. It just, it helps your mind shift and you don't yeah. even realize it's doing it. It's, it's awesome. It's, and it, to me, it's so crazy that it's like, it's such a little thing. Like, it's not like you're fucking, you know, doing some crazy thing to switch your mind. It's so simple mm-hmm. and it's so quick and it's so effective. And you can do it anywhere too. I mean, like you said, you're doing it yeah. in line. In line, you can do it if you're driving a car, whatever it is. You can just quickly yeah, just say, it. "Yeah." But obviously, it's something you got to practice. So I'm in the midst of that, and but I think I'm on the right track, and I'm really thankful for that little push I got because so far I've been doing it for for a month, and I said, as I said, and it's I can see progress already. So I'm really excited about continuing to work with him. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to, I guess, sort of the beginning when you talked about how, you know, this year you knew kind of something was off. Did you ever experience kind of some of the things that you experienced this year before throughout your life, or was this a completely new experience that you've kind of dealt with? It was, I think it was really different. I don't know what it was last year, but like I was missing my family more than I usually do. I was missing my friends. I was missing just the way everything looks at home, the fucking sidewalk, it, you know what I mean? Just like everything about home and like it just took over. Cause usually I'm, when I'm here, I'm here, I stay in the moment, but I just, I couldn't kind of let the summer stay at home. Like I brought all the people and like all that stuff. It's not like I do that still, but like I found a way to deal with it, but it was just, I just couldn't get it out of my head. And all I was thinking about was like people at home, home, home. And it was just, it was tough for me to like stay in the moment here when I kept thinking about that stuff. 
I think that comes with age. You know, as you get older, you start to realize a lot of little things that um, kind of consist of family, friends, and, you know, just the way your community looks. And then when you get thrown in to college athletics, it's you're in a completely different environment. You're tired, you're overworked and whatnot. So when it comes to, you know, missing home and your family, like I'll be the first one to admit that I was the most homesick I ever imagined my first uh, first year at South Kent. And uh, it, it never got easier, but there was obviously different things, like you said, staying in the moment. So I, I think a lot of it comes with age and whatnot, but uh, staying in the moment and kind of just taking in your surroundings has been one of the most uh, beneficial things that you can probably take from a new situation, just new environment. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. But I think for me, it was just like when I was younger, like I was still mentally kind of a, a kid and like I didn't really think much about it. But like now my like my friends are they have jobs and girlfriends and like they're starting to like their adult life. And like I think last year I was just like a little scared to miss out on it i guess a little bit and like my brothers are growing up like all this shit and like i'm not there to see it other than four months in the summer but then like i talked to some of my buddies uh and family at home about like the issues i had and like they just kept telling me like it's it's not like anything crazy is going on here you know what i mean it's the same shit. They wake up, they go to work, like I'm not missing anything and they're going to still be there when I go home. And that's like, I have the best friends in the world. I've been gone for, this is my eighth year in the U.S. and I come home and they're fucking standing there every time waiting for me. So it's just, it's pretty incredible how they helped me pass it too. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, it's different too though, your situation. I mean, you're from, from Denmark, it's complete time change. Um, and obviously like, yeah, being told there's, you know, nothing, nothing new is going on here. It's a lot easier said than done. I mean, I've been told that plenty of times when I would get a little homesick, but I've always been in the States playing. So even if I wanted to go home, it's never been more than an eight hour drive, I guess you could say, or sometimes in the odd case, maybe more, but for you, it's what, how long of a plane ride and what's the time difference? Like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's. Probably if you fly direct, it's like eight hours, but the whole process is probably a 12, 14 hour process. Yeah. And you've been here, you said eight years, was it? Yeah. Yeah, man. That's a long time. And that's tough. Um, we've had other hockey players on who've moved away from a young age and, you know, you did the exact same for hockey. And um, it's a completely unorthodox thing to do in other sports, but completely normal in ours. So um, that's one thing that a lot of people don't get and how hard that could be on on you and right now and when you're when you're younger so yeah it's a lot and completely understandable that you have those feelings you know yeah but like like looking back like I honestly would not have done it any differently like I get to go to school here play and of course d1 college hockey get to get a degree like it's 
there's no way I would have rather done it. Like I'm, the exposure over here is way better. Like the chance of going pro or whatever it might be. Like it's such a better place to be for a hockey player. And looking back, like I've made so many great friends and like, you know, father clots. He still, uh, he still DMs me on Twitter every other week asking how I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> six good. years ago. That's okay. It's incredible. So like, just looking back, like, I think that's also something I had to realize that, like, like, it's been unbelievable. You know what I mean? I wouldn't have done it any, any other way. And, like, as I said before, like, my family and friends are still there when I go home. So it's not like I'm really missing anything because the people are still there. And if I one day decide, all right, enough's enough, they're still going to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. No, that's that's good that you got a supportive group of friends and family, and yeah, that's cool. You have you have people there that still reach out to you from, you know, six years ago, and that you can still keep in contact with, and you know, hockey have, has brought these people into your lives and brought you this uh, great adventure. So, but I mean, I mean that's pretty cool if you ask me. If only you went to South Kent, Danny. <laughs> I don't know if that Maybe would have been good for us three. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> um, just probably meat not. and potatoes, boys. Corner play, heavy <laughs> corner play. That's it. The South Kent Dining Hall, that place. Oh, my God. I think from when I showed up, I, my first year was my sophomore year in high school. When I went home for Christmas, sophomore year, I've been there for one semester. I'd gain 20 pounds from that dining hall. Absolutely. Yeah, corner, cor- corner weight, bud. I told you. <laughs> you got to be gritty in the corners, right? That's South Kent's motto. Corner play. Heavy oh. corner play. <laughs> Heavy corner play. Get it to the point. <laughs> go to the net. Hard. <laughs> um, fun fact, Jacob. Didn't, didn't you uh, – you were on NHL Network, right? After you guys won the Clark Cup for your picture, what was the? Uh, yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah tell was, that uh, story for for everyone. It was. Um, it wasn't the finals. It was. Uh, we won the semifinals at home, and we're cel- like we go to celebrate with our goalie, and like the net gets pushed off and everything, and like we're up against the board, and I see this lady videotaping us. <laughs> <laughs> And I can do it. I'll see if I can find the picture so you can put it in the <laughs> thumbnail or something. And uh, so, like, I can do this trick up against glass where I put my whole big ass mouth up against glass and, like, blow, and it just turns into a <laughs> large mouth, bass mouth, like, on the glass. <laughs> this video went viral. It was pretty funny. You got to find that picture. We'll put it up on the Instagram when we announce it. <laughs> find the video, too. There's there's a video right like it wasn't like a yeah, it is, it was a whole video too yeah it is a okay. whole video I think okay. TSN or something posted it was pretty funny <laughs> that's so cool <sighs> yeah man I mean I don't want to uh, take up too much of your time Flo you got anything else for him no man thanks for coming on uh, glad everything's working out uh, you know glad you found something that works for you specifically and uh, nothing but the best uh, I'm not sure what college hockey has. Um, coming up and what's <laughs> not much right now <laughs> yeah but uh, you know best of luck with everything and uh, appreciate you coming on 
Yeah, man. Thank you, boys. So good to see you. Yeah, Jacob. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Right. You can Please shout out text. your socials too. If yeah, you yeah. Oh, my socials. Wow. All right. Let me get my phone out quick and check. Can you um, pronounce your name too, just so everyone knows? Because Jacob Schmidt Spacestrip. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Schmitty. Schmitty. Yeah. What is my? It is Jacob underscore Schmidt Spacestrip. If you can spell <laughs> that one out. <laughs> I'll tag you in it. Yeah. So Danny can. <laughs> There you go. But yeah, thanks, buddy. Good talking to you. Unbelievable. All right, keep in touch, boys. Sounds good. See you, buddy.